1: To all of you joining us at Crime Online and Crime Stories, it is Christmas Eve, and I want to wish you peace, love, and joy as this special season enters our life once again. Having you through the years and now is one of my greatest blessings. Merry Christmas. am writing a book. And I've been poring over facts and statistics and this name popped up, Dorothy Baker. And when I read her story, I have to share it with you. It could just save your life. How many times have I walked into the Eckerd's, as I call every single drugstore I go into, whether it's Rite Aid or Walgreens or CVS, I call it all the Eckerd's. We were going into Eckerd's. We came out, and I realized I had not locked my car, and I, I, I couldn't believe that I had done that. How many times, moms, have you done that, dads? Well, Dorothy Baker, came out of the CVS, took off with her two little boys, and was attacked. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
3: It was just an ordinary Friday afternoon. The mother walked out of CVS with her two kids. She put them in the back seat of the vehicle. Even though her locks didn't always work, she never even imagined that somebody could be hiding
4: in the back. You don't come after people with kids. And I told him that he messed with the wrong
3: witch. That wrong witch is named Dorothy Baker. Because of her quick thinking, two year old Jaden and five year old Xavier are safe tonight. They were all shopping at CVS when police say 54-year-old Ismail Martinez hid in their
4: unlocked van. He popped up out of the back seat and said that if I didn't want my kids to get hurt, that I would do exactly what he said.
1: Don't mess with Texas, or at least a Texas mommy. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us and with me right now to tell the story herself. She lived to tell the tale. The mom who not only fought back against a carjacker, she put him in the hospital. I could not be happier. Dorothy Baker, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Dorothy Baker, I appreciate your long pause when you said he messed with the wrong uh, witch. But I want to hear the whole story. From the very beginning. First of all, you're going to the CVS. Was it in broad daylight?
5: It was, yes. It was broad daylight. What time
1: of the day was it? Um,
5: It was towards the morning. It was probably around 10 o'clock that morning.
1: Dang! I mean, also joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Nicole Parton, juvenile judge and lawyer, founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, Ashley Wilcott, hit... Show host, Investigation Discovery, Fatal Vows, Dr. Brian Russell and forensics expert Joseph Scott Morgan, author of Blood Beneath My Feet, forensics professor, Jacksonville State University. It's hard to believe Ashley Wilcott. First thing in the morning, coming out of the CVS, you got to be ready for a perv in the back seat of your car. That's kind of hard to take in. Can you imagine, and you have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, which of us wouldn't freak out? And you don't imagine that. You'd think that would never happen to you, and, you know, here she gets in the car, and look who's hidden in the car. Well, don't mess with Texas. I just can't say it enough. Baytown mom dorothy baker takes two of her six children you deserve a medal lady with her to cvs when she got back in the car with her children a perv is hiding inside with a knife so dorothy you go into the cvs and you come back you've got your two little boys what happened then
5: um i i got them in the car uh we went through the the driver's side um front seat and i had him climb over the seat and my five-year-old was buckling up my um my two-year-old
1: and we take off and uh what kind of car is it it
5: was a it was a dodge grand caravan it was a a a minivan
1: oh so so you have a minivan like me Mm -hmm. okay um as I always say, Lu- Lucy asked me the other day, Dorothy, Mom, are we ever getting a new car? <laughs> I said, no, never. This is our car for the rest of our life. We call it the war wagon. <laughs> um, so you're getting into a van, and you all get in on the driver's side. Now, does it have one of those instant door openers where you just push the button and it opens? No,
5: it, it, it didn't have that. Um, but my key fob, um, I guess there there was some kind of DC. De- factory default or something like that or defect and when you would press the the key fob to lock the doors the doors looked locked but they didn't always lock and i wasn't i yeah i wasn't aware of that
1: Mm -mm. jackie howard here in the studio saying that happened to her so you all get in we do that too i like everybody to get in on one side because i try to park on the side where there's not the traffic so we get in on the side without traffic. So we also all get in on one side. So they get in, Dodge Caravan on your side, the driver's mm-hmm. side. And I'm pretty sure that you did not go and search the far back. And you get in, they put on their seatbelts, and then what happened?
5: Um, I, I drive away, and um, my son, my my oldest boy, decided that he was going to um, unbuckle his seatbelt to try to get the donuts. And I told him to to sit down.
1: Wait a minute. How did donuts get into this? Where were the donuts?
5: Um, we had actually saw the man at Kroger's right across the street. I went to Kroger's first.
1: Ah, uh, You saw him at Kroger?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was walking into Kroger's because um, I was going to grab a few items and then turn in a red box DVD. Did you say
1: Kroger's with an S on the end? Yes. (laughs) See, okay. nobody. I thought nobody did that, but everyone in my hometown of Macon, Georgia, either says Kroger's or the Kroger's. Okay. (laughs) So I say it too. I have been corrected. All right. So you see this guy. In Kroger. All right, then what happened?
5: Um, well, when when I first saw him, I had to pass by him. I thought maybe he might have been a worker, but um like the the feeling that I got when I saw him, my whole body just kind of moved away from him, like I don't need to be around him. He had a very um bad vibe. If if you can
1: believe that. Hold on right there. I hate to keep interrupting you, Dorothy Baker, but you're just giving me so much information. I'm like drinking from a fire <laughs> hydrant. Hold on. Hold on. Dr. Brian Russell, lawyer and psychologist and you and all your degrees. Very often, I think you poo-poo me when I say people have a gut reaction, and I say that, quote, hunch is bread born of thousands of years of evolution, things that you notice that you may not even realize you notice. I mean, we're not at the top of the food chain for nothing, Dr. Brian. Okay, so there's something about this guy that rubs her the wrong way that she just physically wanted to get away from him in, as she says, Kroger's. What about that, Dr. Bryan?
2: I don't disagree with anything that you just said. I don't poo-poo that at all, and I love this woman. I love this woman. I think she's a hero, and I think uh, you know anybody who uh, thinks that there's anything wrong with this, or God forbid, as we've seen in a couple of similar cases, where people think, oh well, we have to, we can't have vigilanteism, we have to file some charges against this woman. Come on. The law should be, it should be, that you try to carjack a woman and her kids, she gets to run you down.
1: Hey, long story short, this is self-defense as far as I'm concerned. Take a listen to this.
3: She says Martinez waved around a large knife. He directed her through nearby neighborhoods, demanding she stop at an
4: ATM. Baker kept driving, but used one hand to try to call 911. He climbed over the seat on top of me and he was trying to get my phone. When Baker refused, she says Martinez got violent,
3: slashing her chest and biting her hand.
4: I took my fist and I hit him in the face, and I told him to get out of my car.
3: Once he got out, this mother revved her engine. Before she knew it, her would-be attacker was screaming from underneath
4: her car. I didn't mean to run him over. I was just trying to stop him so he didn't hurt anybody else.
6: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Martinez was lifelighted to Memorial Hermann Hospital with serious injuries.
4: We're safe and that's what matters.
3: You are hearing KTRK
1: TV's Pooja Lodia talking about superstar Dorothy Baker, who saved her two little boys. Two of six, I might add. She needs a medal for that. You are just hearing Charles Flugentz talking right now with us, Dorothy Baker. Dorothy goes into CVS with two of her little boys, ages two and five, I believe, comes out, gets in the car. She thought her Dodge Caravan was locked. It wasn't. They all get in, they drive off, and suddenly this perv that she had just spotted in Kroger emerges from the back seat. That's what I want to talk about. Dorothy, uh, again, thank you for being with us. How did you first realize this freak was in your car?
5: Um, When I told my 5-year-old son at the time, um, he got up to get some donuts, and I told him to sit down. Well, when he went to sit back down, He actually saw the guy, and he said, Hey, who are you? Oh, my stars. And I looked in my rearview mirror, and that's when he grabbed my son and put the knife to my son's throat.
1: Dorothy, right now, I have got chills on both of my arms and legs. Just the I, I remember one time John David had had a blow to the head on a basketball court, a really bad one. He was in the hospital for four days, and we thought he was okay. Then about Two or three weeks later, I was putting him and Lucy to bed, and he went, I see two mommies, and I'll never forget that feeling, because I thought, oh, my stars, he's got a slow bleed to his brain. Luckily, that is not what happened, but that moment, you hear that sentence, and it sticks with you forever, mm-hmm. and you heard your little boy say, hey, who are you? And then what happened?
5: Um well, I was I was kind of shocked. I I gasped, and um, the first thought in my head.
1: I mean, he's got a knife to your son's throat.
5: First, first thought in my head was don't panic. Um, because I knew if I if I panicked, none of us were getting out of there alive at all. There there was no way. Um, my my second thought was, he really messed up. You you don't you don't mess with my kids at all. So um I after But at that, that
1: point you're are you actually you're driving. Yes, I'm still and driving. he's in the back mm-hmm. or the middle seat with a knife to your son's throat. Yeah,
5: he's he's in the third. So row. what did he say? I asked him, I said, What do you want? And he said, Um, You're gonna do what I what I tell you to do or your kids are gonna get hurt and I said, um so what do you want he said i need some money and i said i i don't have any cash on me he said well you're gonna figure out how to get it or your kids are gonna get hurt and i said okay okay
1: at this point were you in the parking lot or were you on the highway no
5: i was i was actually driving through the neighborhood almost to my house and
1: um oh my stars thank goodness you didn't get all the way to your house and he gets in your house so then what happens
5: no um I turned um, I turned away, and my first thought was to go back to Kroger's uh, because it's a populated area. Um, I knew I needed to get around more people um, because I'd have a better chance, and my kids would have a better chance at surviving the situation. Um, but then he told me not to go back to Kroger's. So,
1: so he figured out what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Scott Morgan, you're the forensics expert she's driving she's got another child and he's got a knife to the little boy's throat i mean what could she do at that point she's driving i mean if she tried to jump out of the car he could kill the boy
7: or the car could be you know just take on a life of its own and kill everybody in it and yeah you're kind of in a a a lose-lose situation here i am absolutely amazed by this woman's bravery and just how cool she is in this moment in time but i think that that uh That uh, cool uh, that you hear is kind of a a steely vengeance that's about to be visited upon this guy.
1: To CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Nicole Parton. And all of this started at the local CVS across the street from Kroger. Right. Something that most of us as moms do weekly. We go out to a local area. We think we're safe. We think we're shopping. We think everything's going to be Okay. We go out and we're suddenly attacked. It can happen to any of us at any time, unfortunately. What's so amazing uh, is, A, she lived, but B, when she first saw this guy in Kroger, she knew, to she felt physically moved to just get away from him. So, Dorothy, here you are. You're back in your neighborhood. He's got a knife to your son's throat. He tells you, don't go back to Kroger. What do you do?
5: Um, I keep him talking. I keep looking at my rearview mirror as I'm driving. Um, I slow down my speed. Um, I mean, it's only 20 miles an hour through the neighborhood, but I, I slow down significantly. I'm, I'm, I'm creeping, probably going about 10, maybe 15 miles an hour because I need as much time as possible to assess how I'm going to get him away from my kids and up into the front seat with me. That's my only objective at, at this particular time. Um, I need him away from my kids and uh, he's giving me
1: directions oh he's giving you directions you know another thing dorothy baker texas mom he only you only saw him because your son said hey who are you he was back there i guarantee you trying to get to your home and the lord only knows what would have been unleashed if this guy had gotten into your home with you and your children and gotten you in there. Take a listen to this.
3: The man in her van police say was Ismael Martinez. He threatened Baker and her kids with a knife. He was looking for 200 bucks.
4: I told him I didn't have any cash. And he said, I better figure out a way to get some or he was gonna hurt my kids.
3: Baker knew she had to act fast. Martinez, she said, climbed into the front seat and was standing in the middle attacking her while she drove. That's KPRC-TV's Jennifer Bauer.
1: How did he get from the back up to the front seat, Dorothy?
5: When he was giving me directions, he asked me to take a a left on a street on East James, Um, and that left turn would have more than likely ended our lives. And I know this. He wanted me to go to an ATM at a gas station that was very rarely ever used. There wouldn't have been any way for me to get help um it's it's mostly abandoned during the day except for the cashier at I, did, I didn't even know if the cameras worked and all I thought was I'm not leaving you in the kids in the car with my kids you're not going to get out and follow me into the into the um gas station so this is not going to work so instead of making that left I made a right and he got mad asked me if I was crazy he said lady are you crazy trying to get your kids hurt well as he's saying that he's climbing over the seats and into the front seat with me and that was all that mattered to me at the time
1: why was that all that mattered to you because he was
5: away from my kids yeah (laughs) you i can't do anything i can't i can't help my kids if he's right there by my kids i can help my kids better if he's away from so
1: that lands him right beside you Mm -hmm. in the front seat with a knife.
6: Follow The Global Story from the BBC, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
3: The man in her van, police say, was Ismael Martinez. He threatened Baker and her kids with a knife. He was looking for 200 bucks.
4: I told him I didn't have any cash. And he said, I better figure out a way to get some or he was going to hurt my kids.
3: Baker knew she had to act fast. Martinez, she said, climbed into the front seat and was standing in the middle, attacking her while she drove. So
1: you managed to get him away from the children when you take that right turn, when he ordered you to take a left to a pretty much, um, I wanna I say rural, but deserted, to an ATM where hardly anyone goes at a gas station. You didn't want to do that. I can't believe you had the wherewithal to turn right, and he jumps in the front seat with you and a knife and attacks you. Dorothy Baker, what happened?
5: While I'm, I mean, before that, while I'm driving, I'm, I'm trying to dial 911 without him seeing me with my phone, and when he ends up jumping into the, or climbing over the seats and into the front seat, he saw me with my phone, and he tried to get it, and I, I moved my hand, but I hit my hand on the door, and my phone dropped in between the door and the seat and he's trying to get it. I'm trying to drive, and when he realized he couldn't get it, that's when he tries to slit my throat, and I'm fighting him trying to drive, and my kids are screaming in the back seat. I'm trying to keep the knife away from any part of my body, and I see a telephone pole on the right-hand side of the road, and my first thought is, he's not wearing a seatbelt. If I hit that pole, if I go fast enough, he'll go through the windshield. If I if I don't go fast enough, he'll at least hit his head hard enough to where he may, may be dazed, and I can fight him off and, and finish talking to or calling 911, do something. Um, so I swerve up into the grass. Man,
1: Dorothy, Tom Cruise could use you on Mission Impossible. <laughs> so you have the wherewithal. I can't believe this. You have the wherewithal. This guy is trying to slit your throat. And as a matter of fact, he slashes you all the way across your chest over your heart you have the wherewithal to think there's a telephone pole we all have on our seatbelts, he doesn't. How did you keep the knife away from your neck? Um, I'm
5: driving with one hand and I'm constantly switching hands. Depending on on where the knife was, I was constantly switching hands, keeping my hand, one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand fighting. Really, it was my right hand because I'm I'm right-handed. So um, I was mainly using my right hand to fight him off. Um, and I managed to push him. When so
1: he went for your throat. He went for your throat with the knife.
5: He went for my throat first, and then um, tried my side, and then my legs. Um, he he was trying to do some damage. He was not just messing around. <laughs> so
1: um, so ha- he slashed you all the way across your chest. At the time when you were slashed with the knife across your chest, over your heart. Did you even feel the pain, or were you in shock? What happened? I
5: I didn't feel anything, um, but I thought bigger and better than you have tried to end me, and it's not going down like this. (laughs) So, um, when so you make for the
6: telephone pole? I do,
5: and I missed it. I was mad, (laughs) Um, but I slammed on the brakes, and uh, it kind of gave him. gave enough momentum to where i could push him into the passenger seat and uh i put it in park and i'm and i'm now i'm earnestly trying to get his knife away from him
1: it wasn't just the knife it wasn't just the knife attack listen
3: she struggled to get the knife away and says Martinez bitter she has the marks on her hand to prove it
4: when i managed to push him off he landed with his back against my passenger seat and that's when i took my fist and I punched him in the face and I told him to get out of my car.
3: Martinez did and
4: while he ran away Baker hit him with her car. That wasn't my intention. <laughs> I was trying to stop him so he didn't hurt anybody else and he messed with the wrong woman and you don't come after a woman with kids.
1: I, I just can't even take in Ashley Wilcott everything she's saying. You get in your car from CVS in the middle of the it's 10 in the morning and drive off and only when your son unlocks the seatbelt and tries to get in the back to get the donuts and says, "Hey, who are you?" Do you find out a perv is in the back with a knife, grabs your son, holds it to his throat, and demands money? Uh, it's it's like a horrible movie, Ashley.
5: Yeah, you can't even imagine the shock that you would experience. But I would say this: a couple things.
1: One of all. First of all, I'm a Texas girl, and I'm so proud of this lady because this is amazing. Second of all, which of us as parents wouldn't do whatever we had to do to protect our children? I think that's the significant piece here. She had two children in the car. You're going to do whatever it takes as a mama bear to protect your children, and she was brave enough to do it. To Brian Russell, Dr. Brian Russell, lawyer, psychologist, host of ID's Fatal Vows, I mean, you brought up some people call this vigilante justice. I say it's self-defense no jury in their... first of all, any prosecutor that put this lady up to the grand jury to get her indicted for running the guy down. he would be voted he she would be voted out of office next term, and a jury would laugh the prosecutor out of court. No way she needs a medal not a, a felony charge of running the guy down. I'm glad she ran him down, Brian. I
2: am too. And I this this is something that, you know, you and I have talked about before. I, I can't understand how anybody listening to this could see it differently than that. But unfortunately, you know, I'm continually amazed in this country that there are people who will see this and go, well, we can't have that. We're going to have to make a statement here that we're not going after people uh, on our own, taking the law into our own hands. Come on. Give me a break. This woman's a hero. Give her a medal and be done with it. What I would to say about that is BS.
1: And that's a very technical legal term, Joseph Scott Morgan. Uh, she, th- this case would be laughed out of court if somebody tried to put a charge yeah, on her. Yeah,
7: and uh, particularly uh, amongst our friends in Texas, I, I, <laughs> I, I can, I can see, I can see them laughing this guy or gal out of the out of the courthouse if they try to bring this before grand jury for an indictment. Um, it, I, again, I am amazed at what she was doing. look, vigilant, uh, vigilantism to me is like you make a plan, you go out and you you know you go out and take revenge. This woman is acting. she is acting her her you know her her, uh, her heart is pumping, she's thinking about fight and flight and she's gonna do whatever she has to do to protect her babies. And that's what this is all about. Guys, Ismail Martinez
1: gets a knife and gets into Dorothy Baker's back seat and waits, waits. Like a wolf, like a fox, like a coyote for her and her little boys to get back in. Well, she turned the tables on him. Dorothy, after this guy bit you, attacked you, hit you, tried to slice your throat, your legs, sliced across your heart and your chest, you punch him in the nose and somehow force him out of the car. Then what happened?
5: Uh well, he he. When he bit my hand, he was he was trying to get me to let go of his knife because I had his knife by then. Um, and I've got the scars on my hand to,
1: to prove. Wait, it. you managed to disarm Ismail Martinez. You got the knife away from yeah, him. Yeah, I got the knife away from
5: him. <laughs> and that and that's why he bit my hand. He was,
1: did. You punch him in the
5: face. I, I did. I
1: did. You punch him in the face. I. I Where did it land? I hope in the nose because that really hurts.
5: Um. I had the knife in my right hand, and he bit my hand. And when he realized that I wasn't going to let go, he just kind of looked at me, and I switched the knife with from my right hand to my left hand, and I just hauled off and, and punched him square in the jaw, and he looked at me shocked.
1: Yeah, this whole thing had totally gone sideways <laughs> for
2: him. Listen. Today, a family is safe because of one mother's brave act.
4: You don't come after people with kids and I told him that
7: he
1: messed with the wrong witch. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, And the pursuit of happiness and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
7: is going on a road trip.
1: Stories with Nancy Grace
2: Dorothy Baker and her two young children were shopping at a CVS in Baytown Texas when police say
4: 54 year old Ismail Martinez hid in Baker's unlocked van he popped up out of the back seat and said that if I didn't want my kids to get hurt that I would do exactly what he said I didn't mean to run him over I was just Trying to stop him so he didn't hurt anybody
1: else. That's her story, and she is sticking to it. You're hearing KTRK TV's Puja Lodia speaking with our superstar, Dorothy Baker, who is with us right now. A carjacker sneaks into mommy's car as she's in the Eckerds, as I call it, the CVS, with her two little boys, two of six. When they get back in the car, he's hiding in the back seat with a knife. But not only. Did Dorothy Baker manage to punch him in the face? She wrestled the knife away from Ismail Martinez, kicks him out of the minivan, and then, whoopsie, runs over him. So, Dorothy Baker, when all of this is happening, and with me right now from Baytown, Texas, Dorothy Baker, what are your boys doing during all of this?
5: Um, At some point, uh, my my youngest at the time, he was, um, he had stopped crying. Um, and my five-year-old, he actually hid. He, he really didn't, um, he didn't do much anything. He was in shock. I mean, when, when the guy grabbed him, I could see my, like all the life go out of my son's face. Um, so that was, that was not a good, um, not a good feeling. So, um, but my kids, they, they were they were safe, and they didn't get hurt. There was no, no cuts on them, no no nothing.
1: Well, let me ask you this. One goes into basically shock mode. Which one was in shock, and which one was screaming his head off?
5: Uh, my 2-year-old, he was the one in the car seat screaming. And my older boy, the 5-year-old, he was the one that went into shock.
1: To Dorothy Baker joining me now, do you remember the moment you hit the gas and mowed him down?
5: Yeah, I do. I was watching him run away and what went through my head was he was, he was at Kroger's. He, he was close enough to walk there. He didn't have a vehicle. He had a knife this time. Uh, What happens if I see him next time and he has a gun and I have all my kids or what happens if there's a mother who doesn't, isn't going to be able to, to help her kids. And she panics and she's got a baby and he goes after her. And I, I thought to myself, I'll, I'll be darned, if I'm gonna let that happen and watch him walk away. And my intention was, as he was running away, was I went after him and I had my door to where I was gonna open it and hit him with it. And when we were, when I was driving behind him, he made a a swerve and I had sped up just. Just right then at, I guess, the perfect time, and I heard him hit my tires. And the only thing I thought after that was, oh, my God, I'm going to jail because I just killed this man. (laughs) What's going
1: to happen to my kids?" Dorothy, at that time, you had no idea that this guy had already done hard jail time on a rape conviction.
5: No, I didn't know.
1: He was stalking you at the grocery store didn't matter that you had two little children. He got in your car with a knife, knowing you would get back in. He knew which car you got out of. He watched you leave Kroger and grow across the street. He followed you. He got into your car and was waiting on you. I think the whole ATM thing was a ruse. I think he was after you or your children. Um... To Nicole Parton, joining me, crimeonline.com investigative reporter, Martinez had already done hard jail time for rape. What happened to him after he gets run down by Dorothy? That's true. This guy, obviously no saint, a sexual offender. He had been jailed on this rape conviction, Um, but thanks to Dorothy, not anymore. He, of course, was injured. He was air flighted to the hospital where he was going to be charged uh, once he was released from the hospital pending the outcome so this guy was life flighted yes he was in serious condition for some reason i'm not crying uh dorothy baker with us dorothy when you got your children home and they were safe what what did they want to know what were their questions
5: well the two that were with me they didn't really have any the other ones they were they were making sure that we were okay. You know, they they saw the cuts and they asked me if I needed to go to the hospital. You know, if I was okay. If and we just kind of um, hugged and and were happy that everybody was was safe.
1: In the months, the weeks, and months that followed the incident, how did that affect your boys?
5: Um, they were very reserved. And, um, even to this day, my two-year-old, um, he, um, he's very leery about people. He doesn't, he doesn't like anybody. Um, so if he, if he does, it's, it's almost a miracle. <laughs> um, and he's, he's very quiet at school. Um, even my 10-year-old, he's, he's very quiet. Um, and they're we just basically stay for ourselves, honestly, um, they go to school i go to work they come home and that's that's pretty much the extent of our um, our lives
1: do you feel that it changed your life
5: um yeah it did i mean it it's not something that you want to ever go through um, lucky for me i'm a i'm a chronic over overthinker and overanalyzer <laughs> so Um, I put myself in certain scenarios and try to figure out what I would do if this would happen. And mainly the conclusion that I always come to is if I panic, I'm not going to survive any of the situations. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I want other people to understand is that no matter what happens, if you panic, it's going to make a situation worse. You have to stay calm. And clear-headed, so you can think logically about what's going to happen and what you can do to get out of the situation. Um, that's that's the most important thing. I mean, it's it's not something that you you ever think could happen to you.
1: Um, Has it changed the way that you behave, or how you travel, or how you go around with your children?
5: It it is. Um, it it always. Did I? I didn't drive my van. Um, I actually got rid of it. Um, I still, to this day, um, will not let my kids in the car until I've looked in the car. Um, I, I'm always very um, observant of my surroundings and the people around me. Um, I I watch if they're following me or if they're going in the same direction. Um, if I feel like someone's following me, I'll I'll make detours to see. Uh, things like that. I mean, it's it's made me very very untrusting of of people.
1: Just so you know, I have done a little research on Ismael Martinez. The same Ismael Martinez was sentenced to 30 years on aggravated robbery. He also had possession of an illegal substance, arson, burglary in a building and rape on the rape charge he had gotten 40 years but he was out and about when you look back on this dorothy baker what do you think
5: i think if i would have made that left turn i think he would have upped it to murder (laughs) to be honest with you i don't i don't think he had any intention of of allowing me or or my kids
1: to go free. Dorothy Baker saved not only her life, but the lives of her two little boys. And hopefully her story will save other lives. Nancy Gray's Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest
7: paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought...
1: You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.
0: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin Ten Challenge and enjoy ten smoke-free, spit-free days for just five ninety-five. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.